listening to the Batman Universe Commentaries, brought to you by thebatmanuniverse.net. Join the staff of the Batman Universe as we watch another exciting incarnation of the Cape Crusader from his extensive media library. Welcome back to the Batman Universe Commentaries, and for this episode, we are going back to the well, so to speak, of watching episodes from Batman Beyond. My name is Donovan, and for this episode, I am joined by... His BFFFF, Stella. Yeah, as you see, Melinda's gone, she's uh, missing, and Stella's here, so I'm very suspicious, and I'm not sitting next to her for this one. Uh, So for this episode, this is actually Stella's pick from Season 1. And um, it, uh, I won't say much more. In fact, why don't we let my BFF, as it were. FFF. Best, best friends for Friday, maybe? Forever, ever, ever, ever. So why don't you explain to the listeners why you've uh, punished us with this episode? What? Punished? <laughs> one of my favorites. Um, so this one's called Dead Man's Hand. Uh, from Batman, and it was season one, I think episode eight. Um, and this is where Batman encounters the Royal Flush Gang in, in the form of the future, obviously. And so I think there are a couple reasons that I love this. Uh, I'm really partial to the Royal Flush Gang. I, I just think it's a, a very cool idea. And of course we've seen sort of card, uh, tropes before with Joker and everything, but I think it's just wildly different having these people that are sometimes family members, sometimes not, uh, just working together, and they're very rich. They're rich clientele already, so, you know, why do they need to get richer? But I've already had a love for them way back with Wild Cards, because that's perhaps mm. my favorite uh, Justice League episode. So that was one reason, just being able to see them again and in a different form and, and it just being really different. The other thing is, this is ship-tastic, my friend. <laughs> this is ship-tastic. Of course, I guess that should have been number one. Um, because, you know, we see, you know, if I had to compare Terry to someone, it would be like Donovan. Because my friend Donovan, he loves the Asian folk. And Terry also loves the Asian folk, namely Dana. But, you know, he's just having a rough time with Dana, which is understandable. And he finds someone sort of similar to him, and, and she's attractive. And obviously she's got she's got a dark secret. But I just love the way they, you know, Melanie and Terry came together in this episode. And, of course, you know, it's tragic as well. But um, just just one of my favorites. Are you still there? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll never date again. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like this episode. I actually, I actually do like this episode. Um, it was one of those episodes that when I got the DVDs and I was older, I watched, you know, I watched them all again. And some episodes I liked more than I initially did, or at least I initially thought I did. Uh, I was, I was, I'll talk more about the specifics of it when we start watching it. But um, it's interesting because I believe there is a Royal Flush King episode every season. So if we still like this episode by the end, maybe we can kind of get into reviewing all the Royal Flush Gang episodes. So all, because we've not done a commentary as of this recording of Justice League yet, and we'll definitely want to do Wild Card. Because, I mean, you and I both love Wild Cards. Mm-hmm. And um, it'll be nice to kind of, you know, encapsulate and give our thoughts on the entire history of the Royal Flush Gang. 
Um, and this episode is also very like like dramatic in terms of like the lovey dovey shippiness of it. Yeah. But, and uh, I do have to say because I think this is the first time I've been on a Batman Beyond commentary. Um, that I've I've had a really interesting, if if I may, I've had a really interesting history with Batman Beyond because. I remember when it came on TV, and it was after, of course, Batman the Animated Series, and I just didn't like it as much. Mm-hmm. I just thought, oh, this isn't really, you know. I mean, I think I watched it occasionally, but I, I really can't remember it from back when it was on, and I didn't really have that great of appreciation for it. But then uh, when I got older, I just decided, you know, I remember this, and I went out and got the first season, season DVD, and I thought, yeah, this is so much better. And so I think as I... I, I grew older I just had this greater appreciation for it and then my parents got me the complete series on DVD for for Christmas a couple of years ago so I think it's one of those things that it gets better you know with age and and maybe also I just needed a break from Batman the animated series and I shouldn't have been comparing them because I think you got to really separate them because he you know it is a different uh, guy even though, though there is some continuity between the two shows no I, I, I'm sorry I I like that you did that because uh, whenever somebody's on for a new show, I like to hear their thoughts and <clears throat> perspective because this is another one of those shows that aired a long time ago, at least yeah. now. Although, I remember, I mean, we both remember when it aired. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I watched the show when I was a kid, and I, and I liked it. Uh, I have appreciation for it now because I remember it being, it's a very dark show. Oh, yeah. Um, I know that our mutual friend Josh didn't watch it because he said it wasn't Batman to him. So, that's one of the few things that I disagree with him on. I mean, that's why we're we're only BFF with him, not BFFFF. Yeah, no, he's he's not he's not breaching to the Brony club like we have. I suppose. Oh gosh. But um, I mean, we'll have to like kidnap him and force him on a commentary. But uh, no, I agree. I, mean, I I actually forgot that they had the the whole season or the whole series on DVD. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't like season one, season two, season three, but you have the complete set. That's pretty cool. But uh, without further ado, obviously we don't want to say too much before we grab our popcorn, grab our Twizzlers, grab our watermelon, grab our uh, honeycomb, um, grab whatever we like to eat, and uh, sit down and get ready to watch Dead Man's Hand from Season 1 of Batman Beyond. So, while we do that, uh, we are paused at 0-0. We are just seeing black, and when I say play, we will start the episode. So, counting down from 3. 3, 2, one play. Bonsai! Oh. I wish you didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Did it ruin your whole experience? I think this is also like, think about this title sequence versus, um, you know, Batman the Animated Series. Very surreal and got the rock. I think it took me a while to get used to the rock, but now I just think it's awesome and it really fits him. It's the character. I actually, I mean, I really, I've always loved this sequence because it's so, like, you never know what's going to pop up next. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I, the, the rock music, I think it would be bad if, it, if the music itself was bad, but uh, it does give the show a certain style. It won't confuse us for uh, any of the other shows. Ooh, Donovan, did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, look at that manly Batman run. That's what I was looking at. It's very, very, like, MTV-inspired, I suppose. Yeah. Like the MTV Spider-Man. Uh, not that. Not that uh, what is I have that complete series on DVD as well. I, I, used, I used to review that series. I actually been meaning to get that series just for a complete sake. Orange Sky. Not red, but orange. Goodness. Did you watch this episode when it first aired? 
When it first aired, no, I don't think so. <laughs> the snobs. Why is that one girl in like a parka? Why does she need a hood on? She looks like Mr. Freeze's henchwoman. I know. I do remember um, when this, this this is a silly story, but like when this episode came out, I was I was in I was I was in a chess club, and I was actually particularly thrilled at that weekend that this aired because I was really into chess, and I thought they were gonna I thought this was a chess gang rather than a card gang, but uh, yeah, alas. This is um, you kind of always wonder in this episode about Ace. Um, you know what is he? If he's a person or not. And I think they continued with that with one of the animated films that they came out with. Um, was it Babel? I think that one. Babel. Uh, it wasn't but, called no, Babel, but no. was it? Yeah, wasn't that the one that they also have that they intro with Royal Flush Gang? I believe so, because I remember Ace. One of, the, one of them started punching Superman and his arms just exploded. Yeah. I thought he was a robot, but I, I mean, do they, they don't... I think in this one he... Well, I don't think in this episode, but later on you do. So it's sort of ambiguous in this episode. Is Batman out of day? That he is? The dual side. Do you think that'll be Dustin when he's older, like just sitting in front of the <laughs> council, <laughs> giving us directions? He's getting that way. We were talking about a... Uh, a special for this this year a few days ago, and it's a very similar thing. Well, so, uh, this being your first uh, commentary for Batman Beyond, what's your take on Terry McGinnis as a character? How do you like Terry McGinnis as a character? Um, you know, he he's similar to Peter Parker for me. Uh, the poor because you know he's down on his luck a lot, and uh, he he I love how the show um, shows how he's juggling both of his lives. Mm -hmm. uh, because I think with Bruce Wayne, you, you sort of get a sense of that, but you understand that his life, like his commitment, first and foremost, is to being Batman. But Terry, I think he struggles with that because he knows the importance of being Batman, but he also really still wants to maintain his life as Terry McGinnis with his family, his mom, his brother, and, and uh, Dana and everything. So I love to see that. And, uh, you know, sometimes he can be a jerk and just, you know, a teenager, but you really see his growth. And I think that's the sign of a great show that the Terry at the beginning when all that happened when his father was shot um, is very, very different from uh, the end of the season and definitely the end of the, the series. I do like the fact that he, not in a Jason Tyler, but he kind of said that's a bad attitude. There are times where yeah, he, yeah. Out, just tells, not tells me to shut up, but oh. I like, I like these bits with the, the nightclub. Reminds me of Samurai Jack. You know how he got into that club? <laughs> oh, dear. Some Asian sass. Shut up. <laughs> you and your stereotypes. <laughs> <laughs> do you have the uh, soundtrack of the series? I do not. Oh. So the first sign of Melanie here. I always wonder, like, what, what is her hair? Does she have some dreadlocks? Does she have some curls? Kind of curly to me. Um, Which is, I mean, the way it falls, you'll see. You'll see. It looks like, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not an expert on female hairstyles. Uh huh. As much as I'd like to be, but um, that's a cool shot. Her hair is blowing in the wind, even though they're inside. Well, there are people 
going crazy. Wow. You know, I was talking before. See, like ringlets. See her hair? They kind of raggedy in hair kind of style. This is where we need Melinda. She's got the stylist stuff down. Oh, yeah. I was talking before recording about uh, uh, reading Ultimate Spider-Man. Take a uh-huh. Shot. And she kind of, like, like, this intro sequence where she kind of spots it, it kind of reminds me of uh, their Ultimate version of Gwen Stacy. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about, does this seem realistic to you that he's, like, spilling his heart out to this girl? Yeah. I, 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 she cradles his pole. I know. She's, she's so close from dancing. I think she's, I don't know who voices her, but uh, I shouldn't keep an eye out for the credits, but this really nice kind of, like, realistic tone to it. Mm-hmm. Like, right away, you can kind of feel, like, the whole... Yeah, like the whole uh, relationship running through. This, I guess this is supposed to be her, his version of... Um, Whoa. Yeah. Do you think Jer- Jerry... <laughs> Do you think Terry is uh, a bit crass and moving from one relationship to the next in like five minutes? Well... No, I mean, he, he he was the one who pulled back right there. And Dana obviously said she doesn't want anything to do with him. I think this is just, I mean, I think there's an instant connection between him and Melanie. Okay. Well, it's, not, it's not just for some random girl. No. If he started making out with her, then I'd have a problem with it. But he was the one, again, you know, he pulled back, drunk, dramatized. Oh, goodness. I do like Batman saying, or Batman, Bruce saying, um, nobody likes soon enough, and he's he's right. Yeah. John decides if this. Now, right here, he starts talking about, like, how they're a big legacy of, of a family crime syndicate. Mm-hmm. Uh, later on, they just go say, oh, they're just different people. It's kind of like the Red Hood, and that like, they're different people taking yeah. up. Yeah. It's kind of interesting how they... And, I mean, you know, Joker got them. They won't, Those people weren't related. The one and look at his costume. Wild cards. Now you know the voice of a uh, king. Is it Alfred? <laughs> it is um, erstwhile James Bond George Lazenby. Really? Yes. That's exciting. I like this bit. I got his back hand. Pop. <laughs> That had to hurt. I do wonder, like, I mean, when's enough enough? And here it is where you're disappointed about this girl. When's enough? You know, I mean, these people obviously look pretty rich. Can they take a break from it? They got to keep going? What's up with that? Do you think, I mean, what is their goal in life? Just uh, be rich all the time? Or, it's one of those I mean, things where it's like, you have like a, a, an evil businessman character like Lex Luthor or Derek Powers. Like, it seems like they just keep on wanting even more money <laughs> as a motivation. So, are they, they're, they're a literal family, right? Like, those are her parents. I think so. You know, she sounds like Supergirl from Superman the Animated Series, but I don't know. Nicole Tom, I believe her. Which I first was? <laughs> God hasn't been there. It's almost up for my day. I do think this is a good episode in that, like, it shows a lot of different uh, 
facets of the series because you have like Jerry's double life, Jerry being Batman, Bruce giving him a hard time, the supervillains, the futuristic aspect of it. Because uh, I do think some of the episodes later on kind of got a bit away from the premise just in terms of like the general plots, but this one kind of shows you all kinds of things that Batman had to offer. What happened? The clones, both the same. This is, this is a James Bond reference, isn't it? The song from On Your Majesty's Secret Service? We have all <laughs> a dog. Blue world. Awesome. Well, it's Louis Armstrong who sang it. Sashvo. Yep. That had to hurt. I, I do wonder, though, like, are, are, is uh, Jack, is her brother, or... They don't really make it clear. I, guess I think it is family this time. Oh, he got that. A strong, silent type. Some of those things were like, I think they, I don't remember if they kind of ended the World Plus Change story in Batman Beyond. But I'm wondering if they were if they were going to show up in the Batman Bound comic they have right now. I'm not sure if a lot of his his Lewis guys appeared in the comic besides Matt Stan. Oh yeah, remember we saw Melanie when we were still reviewing it on the Batman Universe before he betrayed us and left. Remember she popped up and he was like keeping track of her. I must have betrayed you by then. I don't remember that. Okay. Everything's this is interesting. I like how they're letting her do all of it. Like, they're not even. Bam. <laughs> like, the king's just standing there. What's up with that? Just crushing himself. Uh-oh. These guys are pretty ruthless, though. Kind of like Green Goblin sort of cards, playing cards. How come you think there's not an, uh, oh, never mind. I was going to say, why isn't there an ace? But there is an ace. Ooh. It wasn't the ace. Uh, what is she? Isn't she? Yeah. She's no, ten. she's ten. I like that character, King. He's pretty, uh, he just seems like really ruthless and kill a guy and then threatens his, he beats his children. That makes him cool in my eyes. And then the rain... And then, and, the and then they meet, they meet at the ATM machine. It's so beautiful. Someone has a date with fanfiction.net tonight. Terry and Molly. 
He's running. Look at this. You don't hear the sound of music. It's so wonderful because they don't think they're going to make it. They think they're too late. And the other person also thinks that, but then they come. And then Joe Chill comes out from behind. <laughs> I'll take that necklace she's wearing. Look at this. <gasps> Happiness. It's easier that this was aired on the WB because of the, the Dawson Street kind of music. And they just met each other six hours before. The night before? So you never see that kind of scene in a, the animated series. Well, they got to build up the connection to make it more tragic in the end. Gigantic jacket. Tomorrow. Could she be Stephanie Brown's daughter? Stephanie, Brown, Stephanie Brown's daughter raised a criminal? Way to go. His mom must wonder where he is. I'm sure she's wondered that for years. Give me my, my jacket. That's why she's a thief. She takes people's things. Oh, did you see the, um... John Cook is making a shirt for the Batman 75th anniversary where it has Batman Beyond? No. Yeah, there's, there's a, a clip from it where Terry gets beat up a lot. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I remember this scene. It's pretty uh, tension-filled. Yeah, <laughs> man handles him. That's true. I wonder what Selena Kyle's doing right now in this universe. You know, there was a proposed uh, second movie that they talked about where she... It was basically before they did Epilogue in the Justice League universe where, like, uh, she was going to, like, clone Bruce Wayne, but they kind of threw that idea away. And they mentioned her in Epilogue, like, you know, oh, people love you, Dick, Tim, Barbara, Selena. So maybe her costume's, like, in in a wall somewhere. He looks like Mr. Peanut with his large eyeglass, his monocle. And she's wearing a ball gown. I mean, why do these people... I know, she looks, she looks like a queen. Melanie's the only one who's got normal street clothes on. So, yeah, the mother's British and, and like, the father is George Lazenby. But Melody is... <laughs> That's a nice line. She's a tiara. I would have been nice. I would have been nice to find. Uh, it would have been nice to see more insight from these characters, like the mother and the father. I, I think they're interesting characters. I know later on there's a plot where like the father like uh, double, like, like two times the mother later on, it involves like a uh, Derek Powers son. I think. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. Oh, I was sure what that was. I was trying to find the mute button, but didn't in time. It's over. I'm glad you got your jacket back. You know <laughs> I had it. <laughs> Continuity I hope someone got fired for that. Oh, man. Would you date somebody with dreadlocks? As long as they're a female. 
Okay, just wondered. There's nothing wrong with that, but I, this, this is how I'm wired. Would you date someone with uh, dreadlocks? Yeah, you wonder about it, though, right? Because, I mean, well, you got to take care of them still. It's, it's a lot of work. Out. I had twists once. It's a lot of work. Yeah. I heard Bob Marley had some, like, nests of spiders in his hair. It's a pleasant thought. He got into the whole Marvel AR. Oh, yeah, I forgot about you. <laughs> it's nice music here. It's kind of like 24 or something. Yes. A playing card. This must mean she's evil. Crap. Oof. Were they counting? Oh, no, they didn't know he was there. Do you think in the future that, like, our currency will turn into plastic credit cards? Hmm. I mean, it seems like a lot of stuff is going online. That's true, yeah. We don't even need that. We just need to purchase online having an account. Does he, does he hit the woman? How does he take care of her? Oh. Obviously, that's, yeah. Here on the side of Valor there. He should have sucked around. I remember as a kid, a lot of times people would just say, why does the Batman just run around invisible all the time and just punch people in the face? Yeah. Yeah. I think he likes to make it sporting, though. I think he likes to, like, level the playing field. Because I, I don't think that, I don't know. I, I know Batman, like, he wants to get stuff done quickly, but I think he also realizes that there's... Other ways to go about it. I think the writers just don't want the show to end too fast. That's true. I mean, Batman goes in the shadows in his own way. <laughs> it's like another guy's a robot because he just he would have killed him otherwise. Yeah. Holy crap! I just wonder how he knew. How would he guess? He really, really hoped. Because he didn't have any eye holes. Oh, this gets me. <sighs> Boom! Does he? Yeah. Oof. Do you think Terry knows before now? Like, because that's the second time he hesitated. He knows this by this time because he found the card in her eye. Uh, yeah, but what about the first time when he didn't punch her? Well, you know, heroes, male heroes always have this, you know, hitting. Do you, do you think male heroes should hit female villains? Which, which do you think is, is uh, best? I think it depends on if they're superpowered or not. Okay. If they can take the punch, then sure. Uh, she can't fly. He says they can defend themselves. It's fine, but if, they, if like they're like she doesn't, she has no power. She just has a uh, two face costume. I mean, would you punch your ex girlfriend tarantula? What? I uh, um depends on what she's doing to me at oh, that this, moment in time. Oh my gosh! Oh, and then I'd have to. This is this is actually a very sad episode. The music really helps. Oh, there are you in the background with your glasses. <laughs> You're gonna pay for this. You bet. This is great, isn't it? You're fired. That was very nice. Oh. I didn't get that it. Was beautiful. That. that was that was nice. Very drama here for the episode. I do love this in things. Oh, yeah. So this is at the who plays? Oh, I'm seeing who plays Melanie. Uh, Olivia Dabo. What's she? Uh, 
Carol Winters? Um, she's been on, like, some Justice League stuff. Okay, I guess it doesn't matter. Um, wow. So hey, great job, Olivia. Way to have a career, but we don't care about you. <laughs> Go back to Kevin Arnold. Uh, no, she was, uh, I think she was a uh, star sapphire. She was in the Wonder Years, apparently. Yeah, yeah. She was a sister. So, after that enthusiastic ending, uh, that was uh, Dead Man's Hand. Uh, any final thoughts, Stella? Hmm. <laughs> I see. Um, oh, well, you know, it's tough. It is tough to... You know, I just wonder, is love like this? You know, where you find someone and... Uh, they're they are Yeah, they're a criminal. It's hard to say. Um, and, you know, you wonder, could ha- could they have had something special for the long run if she hadn't been a criminal? Was this just a way for, you know, the writers to get Terry away from Dana for a short time period? Um, so I think good questions to just think about that. But I still think, um, even though, you know, they met so briefly, uh, I think you really do get the chemistry in that, uh, they're similar. I, I think they feel the pull, even though they don't realize why they are so similar. Um, and I, I think it's an enjoyable episode. Um, ooh. Uh, no, yeah, I, I, I agree, too. I think a lot of it is uh, helped by the music. I re- the, this music, it's not even rock and roll. It's just very, like, you know, the violins and the staccato piano and, like, the, the guitars when they first meet after they miss their days. Like, down, down, down. Um, yes. Um, although it's, it's kind of interesting because like she goes to jail and we never see Dana again but Batman says oh you'll see her again because she's part of the cast so there's that um, I like it I, I, I would like to have, uh, I remember doesn't he cheat on her in the next uh, for a flushing episode Terry I don't recall he's talking to Dana on the phone and like Melly's like right next to him and he like yeah, kind of just hangs up and starts kissing her so I remember that oh was, yeah I think I remember that that was a uh, Quite the Dick Grayson move there, but um, uh, the, I, I, I like this because I remember that being um, quite shocking for a kids' cartoon. So I'd like to talk about that, but we shall see. Um, of course, I wouldn't do it without Sal because she chose this episode, and hopefully, she has memories about the episode as well, but maybe not. So you can find this and other commentaries on the Batman Universe commentaries at the BatmanUniverse.net. We also host uh, a bevy of podcasts, including the Batman. Universe Comic Podcast. I almost mentioned the Universe Podcast. Um, Batgirl Oracle, hosted by Stella here. Taking Flight, a Robin and the Nightwing Podcast by Tom Perrin-Norris. Everyone Loves the Drake, a Tim Drake Robin Podcast. Um, Batfans Podcast. Batman Universe Specials. Bat Books for Beginners. And... I hope that's it. So I don't remember any others. Yeah, hopefully you didn't mention just the regular cast, because remember that's gone. Yes, that's gone forever, and no one ever likes it again. Um, at least for the time being. Who knows what the future may hold. So, for this Batman Beyond commentary, this is Donovan. And this is Stella. Aw. You've been watching Batman Beyond with us, Batman Universe commentaries. We will see you guys next time.